All right, folks, it is the Big Nerd Podcast here in Lakeland, Florida, and this is the B-I-G-N-E-R-D, Ray Bisock, and I am honored, just absolutely just honored to have this guy on the, on the line with me right now. He is the Ring of Honor 2013 Top Prospect Tournament Champion. He is a former Ring of Honor World Television Champion, a former Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion. He is one-third of the first and current World Six-Man Tag Team Champions of Ring of Honor. He's worked in New Japan Pro Wrestling, where he's a former IWGP Tag Team Champion. He is only one of two wrestlers to hold titles in Ring of Honor, New Japan, and Mexican promotion CMLL. And he is the leader of the kingdom, and he is the real Ring of Honor World Champion. Tell him who you are, champ. Well, you got that right. I'm the real Ring of Honor World Champion because I'm Matt Taven. Yes, you are. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that chance. Good to be here today. Yeah, uh, uh, Matt's joining us uh, via Chile, uh, Chile. Uh, I think you're up in Boston, aren't you? I am. It's uh, you know we were um, in Canada about two months ago, and I kept saying like, "Oh man, it's so cold up here, and the roads already have that like white where they can't just get the salt and snow off the roads." And I felt bad for those people. And then it came here to Boston now, and I'm living my nightmare in this cold weather. But I do love this city. I mean, I'm not bashing Boston by any means. I just wish we were located like if we could move Boston to the Bahamas, that would be pretty nice. Yeah, but then you wouldn't have you know the uh, the uh, the mystique of, uh, of of the Boston area, especially now. You got you have to be super happy. I know you're a sports fan. You got to be super happy with the Patriots. I mean, that, that game uh, on Sunday definitely took a, a couple of years off my life. Um, but it, it's just crazy to think um, that Tom Brady's going to a 9 Super Bowl. When I was a kid, the Patriots stunk. And, like, the Celtics went through some hard times when I was a kid after they went to the 80s. The Red Sox were bad. And then, like, um, you know, when I went into high school and college, all of a sudden, like, every single Boston team started winning championships. And it's something that... Uh, you know, we need to kind of, as Bostonians, need to appreciate because it's definitely not going to last forever, and uh, it, it's just an, it's an incredible ride. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this or not, but um, uh, you're, you have to be a Red Sox fan too, then, right? Of course. Okay, I just wanted to make sure something you know different allegiances sometimes, but um, <laughs> uh, Steve Pierce and Chris Sale are actually from Lakeland. So I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, I mean, what a year the, the Red Sox just had as well, winning the World Series, and it's like now it's another beat LA situation and another Super Bowl. It's just kind of crazy. It's kind of surreal. I almost laughed when they ended up winning in overtime on Sunday. It's like, of course, like this has just been the craziest win, um, and nine Super Bowls with Tom Brady just insane. Yeah, I mean, and speaking of Which is why I like to call myself. The Tom Brady of uh, of Ring of Honor. There you go. Speaking of uh, good years, it it's, looks like it's already shaping up to be a great year for Matt Taven and and the Kingdom for that matter. Well, I mean, going into 2019, starting the year as the Ring of Honor World Champion and Six Man Champion, it's kind of no better way to start the year. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was watching when you unveiled that belt, and uh, I, I have to admit, uh, I, I am wearing a Kingdom shirt, by the way, by the, today, so I am representing. No, you're a smart man. Yes, I'm, I'm no Melvin, I guess, right? <laughs> you know what? You get it. Yeah, um, I'm going to talk to you about that term in a minute, too. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, was, I watched when you unveiled that belt, and I said, oh, they're finally letting him like spread his wings and do this whole thing where he should have been doing it in the first place I felt like you know well remember I, I've been kind of preaching it for a long time and you know you were kind enough to read off all of the accolades since day one here in Ring of Honor uh, I've done nothing but succeed from winning the top prospect tournament to a television title to the tag title winning titles and other promotions the first ever six man championship and it's just you know it was it was the opportunity of being the world champion was just never given to me in six years. I was given two world title shots. One against Adam Cole that had interference from Truth Martini, and the other one uh, against uh, Christopher Daniels that had interference from Kaz. And it's like a guy that is so decorated and is so accomplished in a company only gets two title shots in six years and both of them end and in interference and uh, you know uh, basically not uh, fair upfront legitimate title shots um, it's just you, you would think that something would be done about that and Ray Barter did nothing so I had to take matters with my own hand now I have to ask you um the, the custom made belt I mean is, is that something you did or is that something I mean, as, as, as you know is that something that you went out and created or was that something that the, the company did you know I mean for not keeping a kayfabe I guess etc cetera, etc cetera, so I mean, Ring of Honor wouldn't go out of their way to do anything to me, obviously. I got you. But the thing is, Matt Taven has a lot of loyal, loyal, loyal fans and a lot of loyal supporters. And, uh, you know, if that, that belt was uh, bestowed upon me um, through people that supported Matt Taven and believed in Matt Taven, and I, I saw it, and I said, this is the Ring of Honor World Championship. I, I did beat Dalton Castle, and this title means more than that. I'm about Jay Beeple's character right now. Yeah, and uh, did I did I see properly? Actually, did I see that? Did he actually spit on your belt recently? Oh, no, 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 no. See, he tried to put his hands on my belt, uh, and I spit on his belt. Okay. You know, Jay Beeple would never, ever spit on something so beautiful. He tried to get his filthy little fingers on it because obviously he was jealous of the fact that it looked so good. And uh, I put his belt in its place. Okay, I, I got it. I got it mixed up. There's so many things happening these days, you know. There's so many good things happening these days. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's a very exciting time for Ring of Honor right now. Not just for you, but for Ring of Honor in general. I mean, this is um, you're you're coming down into the uh, the home stretch for the G1 Supercard of Honor at Madison Square Garden of all places. This has got to be like. I mean, everything. You go ahead. Everything, uh, everything right now, you know, since Final Battle has its eyes set on Madison Square Garden, and that's not taking away from huge events that we have coming up, you know, on Arising in Japan with New Japan, um, also the anniversary show in Vegas, two huge events, but with the looming Madison Square Garden show right around the corner, it's the biggest event in Ring of Honor history. No one's fooling themselves to think anything otherwise, and it really is, you know, it's our Super Bowl, and it's, it's what our sites are set on, and as being a 
competitive person basically my whole life, but also just having pride in myself and what I do as, as an artist, I look at that as this is the Super Bowl that I want to get to. Like these are all the games that I have to play well to make it happen to get to the Super Bowl. Um, and I've had Madison Square Garden circled over and over and over and over again on the calendar. Uh, and I'm not looking past anything, but I'm looking forward to, to Madison Square. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, you, have you ever worked that building before? I don't, I don't know sure if you have or not. No, it's uh, it's Ringwater's first time in there, so uh, you know I've never done uh, anything anything else in the building. And I just, you know, I, I've grown up a, a huge sports fan that we talked about earlier, and obviously a huge wrestling fan. Um, and just the building alone, from from basketball games to wrestling events to you know, even, even hockey games in that building and seeing the ceiling and just the, the legacy and the mystique, it's, it's something that um, I, I'm really looking forward to displaying the best Matt Haven um, that anyone's ever seen because this is a place where, you know, things get remembered forever. Yeah, I got to say, um, you're talking about the best Matt Taven anybody's ever seen or you've ever seen or, you know, just for that matter. Um, that match you had with Dalton Castle at, uh, I think it was Final Battle. Um, I have to ask, though, that, that was an amazing match, but there was one spot, and you probably get asked about this a lot or have been asked about this a lot, where I think you did like three outside moves in a row, and the third one you landed on, looks like you overshot and you landed on the, uh, the guardrail. I mean, uh, I need an overshot. Uh, Dalton Luke, um, you know, and that's that's a high risk, high reward. Um, and scoring did that freaking hurt. Um, so uh, going over the top rope and, and looking at that railing, you're like, I, I can I can take care of this. And um, you don't realize how high up you are and how much your body weighs and the fact that no matter how tightly you grab this railing, you're probably going to go right through your hands and, and whack that pretty good. So, uh, you know, it definitely took the wind out of me and it didn't take the life out of me, though. And, you know, going into that match, Knowing, you know, I had a bullseye on Dalton's back, and that's what I wanted to focus on. And then all of a sudden, that happened. It really kind of put uh, both of us in in a place where we, we were fighting from from underneath. And I think that, um, you know, seeing a true battle with two guys that um, are trying to protect themselves, but also make sure that you know they they hurt the other person's um, obvious weakness and obvious basically target that he had on his back, and I put on my chest. Um, I, I think it made for a great match, and you saw two of the top competitors in Ring of Honor really slug it out. But of course, that team came out on top. And I, I, I was I was thankful for that. Just to put it put it that way, because um, <laughs> I said I I I am marking out a little bit because I got I've got Matt Taven on the line. This is awesome, you know. I, I can't help it. So uh, I'm a big nerd. I'm a big mark. Yeah, I appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> um, I actually met you last time you were in Lakeland. Um, uh, they um, what was it? I had Vinny on the uh, podcast uh, yeah. last year. And uh, gotcha. and I got talked to him a little bit, took a picture with him, and you were taking pictures with everybody at the souvenir stand or the shirt stand, and everybody that bought a a, a, a kingdom shirt there, uh, 
you know, got got the picture taken with all three of y'all. So I, they didn't have any of my size, unfortunately. So. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'll make sure that they they have everything restocked for this time and late with. But uh, you know, that's that's what we do. We, you know, we we are all people, people, and uh, you know, if you don't like us, that's on you. So we go out there and we do exactly what we want to do, and if that rubs people the wrong way, then hey, I guess you don't like us. But if you do like us. And we will put you in part of the, our, our little kingdom, and uh, we love to see more and more people that get it. And uh, you know, we we love being at that merch stand, telling people with Bullet Club shorts, uh, shirts that they're dorks and Melvins, and uh, telling people with Kingdom shirts that uh, you know come over here because you get it. Yeah. So I got to ask you, um, the term Melvin. I mean, that that you don't hear that very often outside, unless you're a wrestling fan or a Ring of Honor fan. You don't hear that term very often. So where, where why did you start? using that and when, and when did you start using that because it's, it's definitely a unique um, put down <laughs> you know um, it, it really is, is a kind of a unique story um, and, and there's other little phrases that um, I, I hope that I can bring along the line kind of um, or, or bring to the attention of the masses kind of along the same lines that I have done with, with Melbourne but Melbourne really comes from just me and my friends kind of like talking uh, trash to one another while playing like Madden or, or NBA or some video game and he just starts saying like dumb things to one another and I, I just remember calling people um, a, a Melvin because a Melvin was a frontal wedgie and um, then I just started referring to people like when I was talking like junk to him in a, in a friendly matter, uh, manner uh, a Melvin and it just kind of stuck with like our group of friends and I would just call my friends all the time Melvins and then um, as as people would hear it and they would think that it's such a derogatory term I was like alright well then it is a derogatory term and you're a Melvin but uh, you know that really comes from me just talking trash like playing Madden picking someone off and uh, you know calling them a Melvin as you run it back for a touchdown so dumb stuff like that coming up with uh, as a kid that I uh, um, was like, you know, I, I think I could use this and bring it to the masses, and uh, hey, it's worked so far. <laughs> That's awesome because I, mean, I said I, it, it's definitely. Like I said it's definitely, definitely unique. So I mean, I don't think uh, anybody's. Uh, you know, and that, that's what makes uh, you know uh, for a good for a good uh, catchphrase or you know, a good put down if it's you know it's not something you've heard before. You know, and exactly. So if you hear people calling other people Melvins, they got that from you know twelve year old Matt Taylor. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, you talked about um, actually uh, video game stuff. How uh, do do you guys bring systems on the road? with you or, or something like that or do you uh, how do you entertain yourself on the road exactly so AJ used to have like one of those big cases with the uh, uh, he used to always play Xbox and stuff and I got kind of jealous and thinking I'd do it on a Playstation 1 um, but it's just like that's another thing to carry around and, and so I kind of build on that I do uh, travel around with a Nintendo Switch um, so every once in a while uh, we'll bust that out but for the most part I try to when I'm on the road um, and we talked about it before I think we went on uh, about travel tables and that really comes from me just when I'm on the road and, you know, going to all these different places that, that people haven't seen before or the average person doesn't get to visit on a, on a regular basis like we do, I, 
I want to try to take advantage of it and see, you know, what these places have to offer and, um, you know, see the attractions, the sites, the historic places, the, uh, you know, the, the macabre places, the haunted places, everything that you're like, you know, you see in a movie and you're like, oh, I wonder what that's like. But when I'm in that area, I want to see what that's like and I want to see it for myself, uh, which is why we started the YouTube show. Um, but that really kind of takes up a lot of our time in between uh, wrestling and, and traveling. So I don't really bust out the, the switch too much. I do have it if, uh, you know, if I'm in the hotel room and I have some downtime. But uh, for the most part, uh, I'm out trying to uh, see the sights because, you know, you never know the next time you'll ever be in these towns. We're lucky enough to, to travel as much as we do. And, uh, you know, you talk to your friends and, you know, they're like, oh, we just went to like a local you know, bar or restaurant this weekend and I'm like well I was in Baltimore and then I was in Dallas and San Antonio and Houston and it's just it's such a unique situation that I want to take advantage of it I want to be like I went to Baltimore I saw this I went to you know Houston I saw that I went to Dallas I saw the grassy Norland, I saw the Alamo in San Antonio yeah, I, I, I want to experience all these things while we have the chance and uh, you know while, we're, while we are blessed with the opportunity to do so yeah, I think uh, the last time you were in Lakeland, uh, you guys went down to the Publix uh, shopping center where uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. 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 Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, we went. We went to the shopping center, and then we actually went down to the neighborhood where, uh, like, closer to Tampa, um, where uh, the Edward Scissorhands, like, neighborhood filming all the, the weird color houses. But we did that night, so I didn't really get good footage of it. But, uh, yeah, that's the kind of weird stuff that we're constantly uh, keeping ourselves entertained with. Yeah, and um, like you said, Travel Taven is on YouTube. You can look it up on Matt Taven's YouTube channel, and uh, I can't remember exactly, is it... Uh is it just Matt? Just look for Matt Taven on YouTube. And you'll find his channel. So yep, YouTube backslash uh, YouTube.com backslash Matt Taven will bring you to the channel. Uh, season one, uh, I put an end to in September, and we're uh, just about to start. I'm just about to release a, a video uh, in uh, for the beginning of season two that actually I filmed in Mexico City. It was one of my last uh, kind of couple of weeks in Mexico City, and did a, did some filming uh, around the city and. And some cool sites, and then uh, we we got a bunch of other things in the can as well. So I should be busting out some new episodes very soon. Yeah, I think um, one of my favorite ones though is when you went to the uh, the house where um, Night of the Living Dead was filmed, and you guys uh, yeah, you guys yeah. had to get out of there real quick because of the uh, the owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we had been there before, and uh, so before we started filming all this stuff, we had done, we had been doing this kind of stuff forever, and, and I kind of was like, well, I, I wish we just filmed this, like, for my own memories, and then, um, Dalton, um, kind of suggested to do in the YouTube show, because he was thinking of doing his, and I was like, let's both start doing it, and um, it, it just kind of happened organically, so the first time we went to the Night of the Living Dead place, we weren't filming, and it seemed like no one was home, and it just seemed like this, this house that was there, it didn't seem lived in, so we were kind of walking around, having free grain of the place, and when we went back to film, yeah, there was definitely someone living there, and they don't seem too pleased that people constantly come up to their uh, house. 
and look at uh, you know where zombies were, were killed in their front yard. So they um, they told us to leave in a very the, the, the husband was a lot more polite than, than his wife. I think the wife was kind of sick of these uh, crazy kids running around her lawn. But uh, we got the footage we got. If we don't, we had to hit the road. But you know that's just part of the adventure. Yeah, um, you know, uh, actually, uh, you've you've built a, an immense fan base. You know, I, I would I would call it immense, uh, just what I've seen on Twitter at least. Um, uh, and you've got you got a really good following with ladies. I know this. Uh, it makes 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 me jealous. You know, um, obviously, who wouldn't be jealous of it? But uh, you actually went through a a change recently, though, because you lost a match in Mexico where you had to cut your hair. How difficult was that for you to do, actually? Because your hair was part of your your persona, I thought, for a while, for a long time there. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's something that I like pride myself on. Is like, all right, does he really believe that you are this um, as good as you say you are? Then you know, a change like this, you'll still be able to roll with the punches. And it's nerve-wracking, and um, you know, it's definitely something that. You're like, oh my God, what am I gonna look like? I haven't seen. I my hair was long for ten years. I didn't know what I looked like with short hair, but uh, I had the confidence that I could um, figure out something. And uh, luckily, you know, because of my mom's genetics, I got a decent shaped face, and uh, I was able to pull off the short hair as well. But to be in a hair match in Arena Mexico for the anniversary show is uh, the longest uh, running company in, in history. It's, it's something that uh, you really can't appreciate probably until your career is over. But, uh, you know, thinking about being a part of something so cool and so special, putting your hair on the line is obviously a risk, but... Um, it's a risk that I had to take to be a part of something so uh, so historic, and uh, obviously I didn't come out on the winning end of, of that match. But uh, I'll be back down there to avenge that that loss. And uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, I'm going to be rocking some different looks. Yeah, because I think um, when you came back to Ring of Honor after a little bit after you lost that match. Uh, you, you debuted your the new haircut, and um, didn't did you have the belt with you at that time too? Is that if I, if I remember? Yeah, the, the first time I came back um, after the hair match, I I went home. I flew home from Mexico, and I kind of shut off all social media, all kind of outside sources, and, and really took a break and and let everything kind of settle um, and then I, I really already had the game plan of what I wanted to do when I came back to Ring of Honor and how I, I wanted to present myself and I was just spending those last two weeks as kind of like alright this is exactly how I wanted to go let's do this and um, I came back with a fresh look and declared myself the, the real Ring of Honor world champion uh, so actually the big question is do the ladies like you with the short hair or the longer hair better do you you know what? I mean, it seems it seems like they, they like it either way. Short hair, no hair, now with a little longer, and they just roll with the punches like I am. And uh, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better um, outcome because I, I'm a long hair guy myself. I, I did you know enjoy the long hair, and now I'm even converting to oh, I kind of like the short hair. So you know, it, it's 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 a blessing to be so handsome that you can pull off any look. <laughs> I do not know what that's like, so. Uh, <laughs> um, 
so actually getting getting under the what uh, pretty much why I have you on here is uh, you guys are coming to Lakeland on February eighth or ninth. I can't remember the day. It's a Saturday. I think it's yes, the eighth. I think. I uh, no, no, it is the ninth. I'm sorry, it is the ninth. Yes, I thought it was. Yeah, that's my bad. You know better than I do. You know where you're booked at. <laughs> um, but you got a, you have a TV taping leading up to Supercard of Honor. I think these are the the TV tapings that are leading up to that one. Um, mm-hmm. But TV tapings last what? Usually like four hours or so, or somewhere around there. Uh, I'm on roughly. You're seeing roughly about three to four episodes of TV being filmed. Uh, it's a pretty cool experience. It it's, uh, gives you a little insight of, of what a day in TV is like. How difficult are TV days? Because you're gonna you're gonna come out maybe two or three times during these tapings, and you know fans are gonna react to you the first time. They're gonna be like oh, they're gonna pop, and then the second time they're gonna be like maybe a little bit duller, and it's like okay he's coming out again, whatever. How hard is it to kind of keep uh, the interest? Is it? I mean, or maybe it's not hard. Well, I mean, it, it's definitely um, you know like like you said, it, if if you go to see a band and they come out once and leave the stage and come out again, you, your initial excitement to seeing them the first time is is wavered. Um, so that's kind of uh, a little bit of a point of pride in in being an entertainer. That's like, all right, we're you think uh, you were excited the first time? Well, we'll watch what I do the second time to keep you just as excited. So it's really kind of a challenge to us to be like, um, how do we make sure that no matter how many times they, they see us, we have a new trick up our sleeve to keep their focus on us. So I enjoy it, and uh, it allows me to do some wardrobe changes and to you know, keep everything looking fresh, but at the same time for me, uh, I know that um, you know every time I go out there, I want to make sure that this crowd sees something that they, they didn't see uh, the first time, and, every, and now as they see me come out again, they're like, oh, I wonder what Matt Taven's going to do this time. So uh, it, it's a sense of pride for me. How... Um you know the group dynamic. A lot, lot, lot of wrestlers are like solo for the most part, but you've got two really uh, up and coming, uh, or not, not even up and coming anymore. They're pretty much at the top of their game right now too. And TKO Ryan and uh, and Vinny Marcellia. How awesome is it to work with those guys? Not only as professionals, but um, pretty dang sure they're some of your best friends. At least two of your best friends. I mean, I've known Vinny since day one, and uh, TK came along and was one of those guys that you felt like you've known for a lifetime and that you've been friends with forever. So to travel the world and to, to get in the ring with uh, guys that not only that you trust and, and want them to have your back, but you care for and you want them to succeed just as bad as you want yourself to succeed, um, it's something truly special. And it's, you know, I think it comes across on TV that way is that this is like a, a unit. We're all different and unique personalities, but when it comes down to one another, this is a family and it's a kingdom. Um, and where you see kind of groups come and go and change and move and alter and break up and get back together, in three years, we've done nothing but stay strong and have each other's back and have won the six-man tag titles on three different occasions because that bond is so tight. Yeah, um... 
do you do you even get a little bit of a pop, a pop when those red balloons come out of the, uh, from under the ring too though? I mean, because that's that's pretty, that's a pretty awesome. Oh, it's one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> this is a Cheshire smile on my face when those red balloons start coming out of from under the ring is uh, you know uh, the most genuine thing that you probably see all day from me. Um, I I I love Vinny. You know, he, he's a madman, but he's like he's my psycho. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's like, all right, yeah, he's crazy, but he's on my side. So how do I win? I'm pretty sure he uh, he enjoys being under that ring for however long he has to be. So that's. I mean, and he really does. It's so weird. <laughs> that would have described Vinny right there. I think. Uh, uh, I know he has. He also has a YouTube channel. Um, uh, Vin, uh, Vinny's Vin, the Vinny Horror Picture Show. I think. I'm not sure if he's still. Yeah, I know he's doing a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he if, um, what the the process is, but you know, most most Mike Dennis to Vinny to me to to Dalton and. Um, he has got a, a Twitch. I mean, there's so much content out there that if, uh, if you're into any of the Ring of Honor guys, you can definitely get more of them and support them in, in multiple ways. Yeah, speaking of which, I mean, and I have to ask because, it, you know, with the departure of cer- certain stars, and yeah, I know you know who I'm talking about, but um, ha- Ring of Honor has brought in so many new guys. Who, who are you really looking forward to working with that you maybe you haven't worked with yet? That, that's been brought in? You know, me and Mark Haskins was once in Red Pro, and uh, I, I just love the fight that he brings out in me. He's a physical guy, and uh, he makes you really kind of perk up and be like, oh, what? Well, all right, let's do this. Let's get you know, down and dirty, and, and let's really kind of flag it up. Um, Professional in a lot of people. Um, and, but, man, it, 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 Ring of Honor has done a really great job. And then, you know, the King, the Haskins, the Hot Dogs, um, guys like Jeff and Billy, who we're familiar with, but, you know, we're going to see a lot more. Um, and, you know, speaking about air matches, Roosh just officially got signed, and it, there's so many fresh match, matchups, and there's so many mainstays that, uh, that are in the ring from me to Dalton to Jay Lethal, uh, that you can put these guys in the ring with, and you know they will really turn the house down every single match. But, uh, you know, one of the best years of Ring of Honor history in 2019. <laughs> Yeah, I, so one of the things I actually like doing uh, is for my guests is, and I, you know, I talk to them about what they're doing and everything. But since I'm a big nerd, I've got my hands in a lot of nerd, nerdy stuff. You know, I've got, you know, I, I, I play video games, I watch a lot of movies, et cetera, et cetera. What is the one thing that gets you? Gets the nerd in you going. Actually, uh, I I can I can probably guess a little bit because I know you have a dog, and it's the dog is named after a certain um, house of uh, house in a certain uh, genre. There isn't it. Uh, I mean, uh, so, so um, this is a funny story. So, uh, Griffin Dale, you know my dog, 
and he is the most beautiful golden retriever of all time, and if you want to follow him, 10 points for Gryffindor, <laughs> uh, which is actually, you know, obviously, I should say, a, uh, a Harry Potter reference, and I was never a big Potter guy, like when I was uh, a kid, or when the books were popular, or when the, even the movies were popular, I remember seeing the first couple of ones, and then kind of fading off, and uh, when we got the dog, um, the Mrs. said, uh, or I'm uh, sorry, I should, should rewind. Uh, we were going to Orlando to Universal Studios, and I wanted to still go to the, the Harry Potter world there, and I thought that was, you know, cool. And uh, the Mrs. said, hey, you know, we should probably watch all the Harry Potters before we go down, especially if you haven't seen them. And I kind of was a little bit like, uh, I don't know. So then, um, I, obviously, I agreed, and uh, I went on the complete Harry Potter binge marathon from beginning to end, and those movies are unbelievably awesome. Uh, it made a complete uh, turnaround for me, and uh, I became instantly hooked. And then I went down to the, you know, the, the uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios. I had to buy a wallet. I had to go get some, some butter beer. <laughs> I had to, you know, try, all, try my, my spells on, on all the different things that they had there in, in the park. And it was such an unbelievable experience. Um, I actually have a framed map of... of um, of Hogwarts uh, in in the in the house right now from that uh, trip down there with the wand, obviously. Uh, so it, it turned me into a big uh, a, you know Harry Potter dork. But uh, that was kind of one of those things that you know I wrote off at first, only to be shown I was completely wrong. Harry Potter was awesome. So so I guess uh, the, the Harry Potter universe is kind of like your the big nerd thing in your life a little bit, or or maybe there's something else that I don't know about. Uh, we don't uh, it's Especially with the dog being Griffin, do I? I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. Um, I have like most of the Ghostbusters, like Funko Pop stuff, and uh, you know, any of the dumb memorabilia with Ghostbusters, uh, I'll, I'll usually uh, latch on to. Um, so, and I guess the other thing that I have in my house, because I, I try not to like. You know, keep too much much clutter in the house. I don't like a bunch of my own stuff in there. I have very minimal as far as like uh, stuff uh, with my wrestling career. I like to kind of decorate the place with a lot of places that I visited, or you know, cool pictures of of uh, landscapes that I've seen in different areas. But uh, the kind of real fandom in me um, goes down to, to Ghostbusters, probably Harry Potter, and then Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, the TV show. I have that, some stuff of that in my house as well. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. I, I think I kind of cut it off there. That's <laughs> uh, I have to say Ghostbusters is a favorite of mine too because uh, my, you know, my first name is Ray, and I always get the uh, you know, I'm right in the middle of something, Ray, and yeah. <laughs> or Ray. Whenever somebody asks you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> oh, that's you sound like the car ride right now with me and Vinny. We go back and forth. I just shop at Ghostbusters lines all the time. Whenever you ask me where the stairs go, I always go they go up. Uh, <laughs> but it, I was pretty excited. The, the third one supposedly is uh, it works with the original universe so I'm excited for it yeah I was about to ask you about that but you beat me to it so um, so <laughs> actually uh, road stories you know when, whenever you guys whenever you guys do podcasts people ask you about road stories and so what maybe what is one of your favorite ones that you maybe haven't told or maybe just a favorite one you like telling 
Um, man, you know, I always think that there, there's so many good ones that have happened. Uh, and then when it comes times, it's like, oh, I try a word story. I'm like, oh, I can't think of anything. Um, you know, and... Uh, I, I think like one of my favorite things to do is um, is really kind of rip Vinny when I'm I, I'm always the the driver. Um, just I think that's a control thing in my life. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. But um, I always, for some reason, have to be like the driver, or at least I'm the guy that's always awake. And Vinny is the complete opposite. Vinny uh, will fall asleep as soon as you get in the car, and you know I mean I'm like, what if I'm like, driving up a He's like, what am I gonna do? I'm like, do you just wanna just you know, just not control anything in the situation, just pass out right now? So I always like to rib Vinny um, when when we're driving and uh, my go to is when he's when he's passed out, he uh, he I will roll the window down where he is and it usually when the wind hits him he kinda of freaks out and he always says like I feel like I'm I'm falling out of the car. So we have this one minivan that you could actually open the sliding door while uh, while you're in drive. And um, <laughs> and so Vinny's like in the, the seat right behind me where the sliding door is. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to open the sliding door. And we're on the highway, middle of the night. I'm like, everyone just starts screaming. We uh, open up and start screaming. TK's like edging Vinny out like he's falling out of the car, like Vinny's about to fall. Vinny just starts freaking out, just starts screaming, holding on for dear life. I've never seen him so panicked in my entire life. And I had to pull over the car. And uh, we were in like the Poconos in Pennsylvania. I was laughing so hard. I was in tears uh, just seeing Vinny's reaction. I was like, well, there you go. Maybe now you should stay awake. But uh, it, he didn't learn any lesson from it. He, he sleeps all the time in the car. <laughs> I bet. Uh, did you get punched for that one or not? <laughs> well, no, I mean, Vinny knows. It's, it's, it's about predicate to sleep in the car. You know, I can't sleep. I'm the one driving. You know, you should stay awake too. Misery loves company be miserable with me <laughs> that is awesome so um i said uh you know you're coming down to lakeland on the ninth uh what what do you have in store what, what do you me personally or what does the kingdom have in store for lakeland florida I mean, it's, it's going to be a, a real big uh, TV taping with so many things happening. I mean, on a rising to next week or uh, uh, about a week and a half later, uh, you know, like I said, the university's coming up, and like we mentioned earlier, Madison Square Garden's coming up. So there's going to be all these different paths that cross leading to those events. And, and whether it's me and Jay Lee bumping into one another, whether it's, you know, me and, and uh, the Kingdom bumping into uh, Villa Enterprises, um, I'm really not sure what's going to happen. I assume that, you know, with Madison Square Garden being around the corner, someone who wants to step up and challenge for the real world on the world title uh, is going to have to make his his intention known probably by Lakeland. And uh, I, I have so many different uh, irons in the fire that I'm not sure which one is um, is going to be hot by the time Lakeland comes up. So it's one of those things where I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I just know something big's going to go down in Lakeland. And uh, for me personally, I think I'm going to be hitting the... Uh, 
I, I think I'm going to be heading to Disney World, which I haven't done in, in a little bit. Um, I told you I went to Universal Studios not so long ago, but I haven't been to Disney World. And there's so many different legends of, of the Disney parks. You know, people have been dumping ashes in the Tower of Terror for so long that they have, like, a magnetic vacuum that's supposed to just suck up people's ashes. I want to know about all of this. So there'll probably be a travel saving film uh, in Disney uh, during that weekend as well. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you uh, what... Uh with with the next one or you know kind of had in mind for that because I said you've you've been been to a lot of places and uh, and I can tell you right now as a wrestling fan uh, we appreciate Ring of Honor coming down to Lakeland and uh, giving us uh, your time and uh, uh, letting us spend a little bit of time with you guys so we appreciate that very much. No, we love Lakeland. It's a, especially for someone like me who's working at a pile of snow right now. <laughs> well, uh, thank you again, Matt. I appreciate the uh, the Big Nerd uh, podcast. Uh, you're actually on our relaunch now because I'm trying to get it switched over to a certain thing uh, and doing some Twitch stuff also. But uh, this is the relaunch of the podcast, and I couldn't be more thrilled to have a, a, a person at, uh, of your caliber and expertise and uh, just awesome person that you are uh matt taven has been on the big nerd podcast and i i am just thrilled <laughs> well i appreciate you having me it was a fun little chat and i look forward to seeing you in lakeland yes sir i will be there uh you just look for the really big fat guy <laughs> wearing it to wearing a kingdom <laughs> shirt so <laughs> you got it all right thanks matt i appreciate it man all right talk to you later bye, bye. sir bye